Welcome to episode 144 of Podcateers. This is a special, slightly extended episode, so I'll do my best to keep this short. I want to send a quick thank you and a shout out to everyone that came out to the Beauty and the Beast movie meetup. Uh, We interact with a lot of you on the social networks, and it's always wonderful to meet you guys in person. We had a lot of fun discussing the movie and hanging out at the park after. Uh, We did get a chance to record some of the conversation while we were at Tangaroa Terrace, and you'll hear some of that as part of this episode. But fair warning, there are spoilers and some major ones. So if you haven't yet seen the film, you may want to skip that part of the podcast until you watch it. Uh, We also get a chance to talk about some of the recent changes to upcoming attractions in the park. I got a chance to try some of the recent food offerings, and I talk about that too. So head on over to podcasters.com slash 144. You'll be able to check out some videos, images, and some more notes on things that we talk about in this episode. Remember that you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and on YouTube. You just have to search for Podcasters. And we would love it if you follow, like, and subscribe to us on all of those networks. Special thanks goes out to all of our fairy godparents for their additional support via Patreon. If you would like to offer a little extra help and become one of our fairy godparents, you could do so for as little as $1 a month or even with a one-time contribution just by heading over to patreon.com slash or by going to podcateers.com and clicking on the Patreon logo for more info. Uh, if you shop on Amazon, another great way to help us out is by starting your purchasing journey over at podcateers.com slash Amazon, then clicking on the big old Amazon button on that page before your next purchase. This isn't going to cost you anything extra, but it tells Amazon that you'd like to give us a small commission from that purchase as a thank you for going through our link. And to everyone that's already doing that, thank you guys so very much. Uh, It definitely helps, and we appreciate it. Okay, so I said I was going to try to keep this short, but before we begin, I do want to say thank you to everybody for listening. And if you are new to the podcast, thank you for taking the time to listen, and welcome to the Podcateers family. So that's it. It's time to get this thing started. Here is episode 144 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. Dude, I was so happy to see so many people show up to the movie meetup. It yeah, same here. So cool. I got a bunch of messages from people that planned on being there and their plans changed. And that always happens. You know, life happens and sometimes you can't do the things that you want to do. Sometimes you have to adult. You know? Yeah. And sometimes adulting gets in the way of Disney-ing. It, it does. And I think that's what happened. There was, you know, like I said, several people that sent me messages with apologies that they just couldn't make it. But, hey, we got another movie meetup coming up if they want to head out to that one. And no more excuses. Absolutely. (laughs) That's not how it works. This is is your heads up. Jot it down. Write it down. Put it in your phone. Put it on your calendar as a reminder. You are not allowed to miss the next one. Why do I feel you're going to miss the next one? I am, actually. I doubt that. (laughs) So, a couple things. Uh, I just want to say thank you again to everybody that came out. 
Uh, it was super fun to meet a whole bunch of new people. We had a lot of friends. A bunch of our fairy godparents were there. So thank you guys for coming out and supporting us as well, hanging out. You know, we had people from Portland come down. So yeah, how just about quick that? shout out to Denise and Paul who drove all the way down. We're going to claim that it was just, just for this. Just yeah, for the, the meetup. It was Paul's birthday and they did already have this plan you know, plan trip, uh-huh. but we're going to take credit. Yeah. I mean, we did give weeks in advance. So, so they did have time to plan it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, if you thought that was far just to come to our meetup, yeah. Mel and her family came from Australia. No way. Australia. Just for the movie meetup. Really? Because I didn't see her. <laughs> she was there. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so, first of all, thank you, Mel, for the awesome hats uh, directly yes, from you. Down Under. Am uh, I supposed to it wear awesome. it upside down? or You can wear it upside down. It's going to look a little weird. It's like, uh... But it's it's a hat. There's only one way you can okay. wear it. Now, if you want to walk on your hands yeah. so that you're upside down while you're wearing it, I think we'd all like to see that. What flag is that? Because the American flag looks weird. That is the Australian flag, Oh, that sir. is the... Is that like the Big Dipper? What what is this? What is what's these stars? Yeah, I think we're gonna go ahead and stop there and move on before Javier offends all of Australia again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not a single thing he's like talked about is correct, accurate, or I'll back Steakhouse sounds good right now. That, you, you know what? Let's move on. Blooming so onions. thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mel, for the hats. It was great seeing you guys. Take off your uh, back. Again, <laughs> no, just I like, like it. Just like Denise and Paul, she came specifically for the meetup. How about that, right? It's not like she had this Disney trip planned for months and months right. before we planned the movie nope. meetup. Nope. It was just for this. Yes, we are going to take credit for that. Completely, absolutely false, just like Paul <laughs> and Denise coming out for it. But they were there, and we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, we're going to end up talking about Beauty and the Beast, Javier's thoughts on it. Uh, for the people that were there, you guys know that Javier was not able to hang out with us after the movie. He, he thought he was too cool that, for us. <laughs> he had some stuff he had to take <laughs> care of, so he was not able to join us. So Javier's going to talk a little bit about uh, his thoughts on the film. Sure. We also recorded some audio with all of our guests. Without at, me? Yeah, dude. We're not going to wait the for you. The show goes on, dude. Uh, that we, is rude. <laughs> just like in previous episodes, we hung out at Tangaroa Terrace and had some drinks. We had some food. Nice. And we just had a little roundtable discussion about the film, what our thoughts were after watching it. Is it a roundtable? Round plus was, a rectangular table? Yeah, it was kind of like this rectangle like table a, with, a, with a round table. So it was more like an Olaf table. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, it doesn't matter. So. But, I mean, they were there. <laughs> so <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so we had uh, an Olaf table discussion. Uh, it was good. And so we'll play that later on in the episode. Uh, but we did want to talk a little bit about some of the changes that happened in the park that we saw while we were there. Primarily, one, it was the 50th anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean. 50 years. How about that? Really? Because I had no idea. 50 years. The greatest ride at Disneyland greatest? has been in existence. I don't know. I think there's what? 999 ghosts that might disagree with you. Look, for the last time. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) Look, the churro card is not a ride. It doesn't count. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Trust me, there's not 999 happy churros. (laughs) Yeah, there is. (laughs) Unless you count the golden churros that they released for the... (laughs) They released for what? 50th anniversary. Of what? Of Haunted Mansion. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Of Pirates of the Caribbean. 
cool, man. You, there you was finally you got something to celebrate for. You only have to wait fifty years. I did, yes, because I've been in existence that long. So, <laughs> look, once the haunted mansion reaches fifty years, I'm sure there's going to be all sorts of really cool merchandise. Agreed. Right. Now that I can't wait to see. So, uh, but yeah, it was the fiftieth anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean. If you guys are new listeners, we actually did a history episode of Pirates of the Caribbean really, really early on. If you guys want to check that out, you can head over to podcasters.com/slash thirty nine. Wow. And, yeah, that's how long ago long it time was. Ago. Man. <laughs> uh, you guys can check us out when we were still podcast babies, uh, if that's a thing. I don't know. We might have to update that episode. Like, a lot of things have changed. Not really. <laughs> I, it's still pretty current. But, not. I mean, that was 105 episodes ago. It was. We Like that's I said, we were podcast babies. And now we're like podcast toddlers. <laughs> you know, we're not, we haven't evolved all that much fair. yet. That is fair. Uh, but yeah, check that out. Leave us a comment. Tell us what uh, you guys think of the episode, if you guys learned anything. Uh, there was a few things that they put out. They had the golden churros, which I did yes. not get a chance to try. That's too bad. Really? Yeah, I didn't get a chance. Oh. The line was super long, guys. I bet. When we went to try to get one, I tried to count, and I lost count after 40. Only because it started weaving uh, mm. across and like jumping Taking. fences, and I was like, you know what? Nope, don't need this. And luckily, where's your dedication? Yeah, how, how dare you? How well, look, dare you? Like, look, look. Come when, on. when a churro line is forty deep, I am not gonna wait for a churro. Look, just admit it. You can't count after forty. <laughs> That's true. Uh. <laughs> So uh, we actually got really lucky because while we were in line for Pirates of the Caribbean, VJ had gone to go get the uh, beignets that they had that were also like golden for mm-hmm, the anniversary. Mm-hmm. And he got us a bag and we we all kind of tried them. I tried them before everybody else because I had the bag while I was walking over there. And I mean, you know, they're, you they're beignets. You couldn't wait? Not, no. Come on, man. Wow, man. And my... <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but my personal thoughts, okay? One, when you're about to try one of these flavored beignets, make sure that you haven't been chewing gum, okay? Uh, Yeah. Because. That would be smart. And I'll tell you why. So you didn't cleanse your palate. I did not. So I was actually expecting uh, them to just taste exactly the same, but for them to use like some kind of colored sugar like you can buy at Party City to put on like pastries and Mm -hmm, stuff like mm -hmm. that, right? That was not the case. They were flavored. Now, with an open mind, I took a piece of a beignet and I put it in my mouth and I thought to myself, man, this tastes like lemon pledge. And it was because I was chewing gum right before. Right. By the time I got back to the group, I kind of backpedaled a little bit after I said that because I thought, okay, take a few bites and I get it. It's a little lemony. It's not, it wasn't horrible. But at this moment, did you have like this aha moment that I just chewed gum? That's why it. That's tasted? why I backpedaled because uh, I figured like, wait, it, the gum has to be affecting, like, has to be affecting my taste buds right now. Right. So I backpedaled a little bit. I said, look, it's it's not that bad. It's a little lemony flavored, but you know, it, it's not my cup of tea right now. Right. Went back to the group, and I had everybody try it. You know, they all tasted it. And I tried it again at that point mm-hmm. while everybody else was tasting it. But by then, I already kind of had cleansed out the flavor of the gum. And then I tasted it, and uh, Denise actually said this, and it made so much sense to me once she said it. It smells like lemon uh, if you kind of initially think about it. And tastes like pledge? No. Oh. It smells and tastes like Fruit Loops. 
Oh. That was actually hmm. the flavor and the smell of the beans. I am totally it, down to try this then. It was actually like, it was supposed to be kind of like lemony flavored, yeah. but the flavor that you got, if you had no other flavor in your mouth, the flavor that you got was more of a Fruit Loop flavor. Hmm. I like that. And the way that I know that was actually completely true, at least mm. for myself, I tested it. When we were done with the beignets, Jill actually kept the bag of the rest of the sugar that fell off of them. Uh-huh. So we were walking around with a bag of golden sugar. Uh-huh. I don't know why this was the case, okay? But I decided in my infinite wisdom that it was okay to pour some of that in my mouth oh, and taste it. And I will say that it did taste like Fruit Loops. <laughs> huh. Yes. Wait. Totally gluttonous part of the day. Okay. I'm, I'm I get you, that. I'm waiting for you to say how all the sugar just fell over your black shirt. No, it gets better. So I'm eating this golden sugar, right? And I, I turn away. I start singing. Uh-huh. So I had like golden sparkles from the sugar all over my chin. Uh. It was awesome. <laughs> and so at that point, I could do the only thing that I could think to do in that situation. And that was start singing shiny. Because what else are you going to do when you're shiny? Right? Uh, uh, clean yourself up? Yeah. I mean. Uh, okay, that's a thought. Yeah. Uh, that's not how I approached it. Uh, find water and splash yourself with it? Uh-huh. That would be uh, practical and the right thing to do. But you decide to go ahead and say, my life is a musical and I'm going to start singing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I just look into nowhere and. He's singing right now. Huh? Like, like there's a song playing in his head right now. Oh, is that what it is? Cause like, he's, he's just, see that look into space? Yeah. He, he's performing a number. Is that what that is? Yeah, hold on. He's wrapping up. Anyway, <clears throat> so it was an awesome time uh-huh. while we were there. And I, <laughs> me personally, I don't think I would buy the beignets. Again, really? not these in particular. I would probably get the regular ones. Uh, there was a consensus in the group that I think the pumpkin ones were a little better than these were. Pumpkin ones. The pumpkin beignets that they had during Halloween time. Okay. Yeah, so I think those were a little better. Everybody agreed. Uh, They weren't bad, but I just personally wouldn't get them again. Uh, We went to Food and Wine on Wednesday, and I also got to try the quote-unquote Dole Whip Cotton Candy. Why quote-unquote? Because... Why are they ruining our favorite stuff? Uh, I don't think they see it as ruining the stuff. I think they see it as... Don't tell me enhancing, because how are you going to ruin perfection? I was going to say as giving you options, because they had a watermelon version of the cotton candy that I thought mm-hmm. was fairly tasty. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, for if you guys haven't seen it, we'll post a picture of it. It's been all over Facebook, and in some cases, it's been on Instagram and Twitter. But they released a cotton candy that's supposed to taste like Dole Whip, right? All right. And in the park, they cannot say that it is a Dole Whip cotton candy. Okay. They say that it is pineapple-flavored cotton candy. Well, then it's you that is exaggerating the name. There was, like, sites on the internet that said, Disney has a new Dole Whip cotton candy, when it's in actuality a pineapple cotton candy. Right. Okay. So if you say Dole Whip cotton candy, they say, no, we have a pineapple cotton candy that you can purchase. They won't acknowledge the Dole Whip one. Mm. So I bought that in order to try it out. And the base of the cotton candy is the regular cotton candy. It's like a white one. Okay. Yeah. And it's swirled 
with pineapple flavored cotton candy. Uh-huh. The whole thing is not pineapple. Okay. We all tried it, and my initial thought was, when I drink something that's pineapple flavored, I've become so accustomed to having like a Dole Whip or a Dole Whip float, I have come to expect something refreshing. You know, something, you know, like like a slice of pineapple. It's like juicy, it's refreshing, it's nice and sweet. Cotton candy kind of breaks that in my mind for me mm. because cotton candy's dry and it gets like like all like gooey because of the sugar melting. But cotton candy is good. It is. And I'm not going to uh, disagree with that. Mm. But in my brain hole, it was like does not compute. Like, funny, I, like I was I get where you're going with this. It's like you're kind of left unsatisfied. I was because, totally unsatisfied. Like you're expected to like in a way get like a thirst quenched or something yeah. like that and you can't do that with a solid that mm-hmm. like dissolves in your mouth but i was gonna say doesn't it dissolve in your mouth and it becomes basically liquid for you no it becomes no. a sugar it like be- it becomes a goop hmm. still sounds good i'll try it okay do that and then tell me what you think but when i tried it just like mario said i was left unsatisfied right. i thought it was going to be better than it was it doesn't taste bad it's the swirl tastes pineapple-y but once you get past that little bit of swirl that you have then it's you're left with regular cotton candy look i'm just saying if you accept it as pineapple flavored cotton candy i don't think you would be left with that kind of like critique the fact that you went into it thinking it's dole whip flavored cotton candy is what did it that's kind of my point from the i think so too yeah i think so too but because so many websites hyped it up as this dole whip cotton candy Mm -hmm. that's what i was expecting Right. right i also wasn't expecting just a swirl to be pineapple i was expecting the entire cotton candy mm-hmm. to be pineapple so if you guys have tried it let me know what you guys thought about it and uh, were you guys disappointed that it was just a swirl or were you like okay with that did you guys feel like i felt like you were expecting more of a dole whip thing or i don't know let me know what you guys think in the comments for the blog post uh on facebook or on instagram i'd like to know what you guys thought about it because i was kind of disappointed by it mm. so. it's probably because it wasn't cold i don't know i think that was part of it so when we got together for the movie meetup, there was a couple of other big changes that happened while we were there. Uh, one of the biggest changes that happened is from the Mickey and Friends parking structure, look down into Star Wars land, and you saw two almost fully built, uh-huh. and I don't know if they're AT-ATs or ATACTs, <laughs> but the structures are there. AT&T. They are not AT&T. <laughs> The two structures are there, and this last week, Disney also revealed a glimpse into just kind of like the computer renderings Mm -hmm. of what's coming into Star Wars land. You guys saw the video. You guys saw the pictures of the structures. What are you guys feeling about it? Look, it's not like fully there. You don't, but the skeleton is there. The skeleton of both of them Mm -hmm. is there. It's pretty exciting to actually see that stuff already like come together. Like, it's just, what more are we going to start to see kind of come together slowly? That's <laughs> just going to kind of build that hype. Yep. You know, like, if that alone did it, like, I can't even imagine what other stuff is coming into the park already. I know. I know. I'm pretty excited about it. I, I think they're still too slow. They should build faster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why don't you put together... I will. Okay. Let's see I who will. finishes first. I, I will. And I'll go. my own. And go. Okay, I'll be back. All right. I'll go buy a Lego set and I can build it faster. Okay, yeah. You build an entire land out of Legos. I'm talking about the... Full size. Those AT&T things. To scale. <laughs> Dude, I am going to buy like a Millennium Falcon or something out of Legos and I'm going to give it to Javier with no instructions. Oh, no. And see if you are a master builder. 
Look, I'm gonna do one better. I'm just gonna buy him a bunch of popsicle sticks. I'm gonna see if we can make one out of that. Okay, because when Legos already tell you which way to go, it's a little bit easier. Mm. But Disney, who is starting this stuff from scratch, right? You know, like yeah. they know what materials to buy, how right. tall to make it, right? Where and when to assemble it. You're making my point, man. They should have been done by now. Oh, you think so? All right. There you go. New project <laughs> project manager. Look, I'm just not going to get excited for the, the skeletal thing for this Why thing. Why not? It's nothing. What do you mean it's nothing? You can already see what it is. Uh, I know what is going in there, right? It's Star Wars land, duh. So, so it makes it closer to. No. There's nothing exciting about seeing this skeletal thing. exciting about it. You villain. <laughs> not a villain. Uh, Javier at podcasters.com. This is nothing exciting yet. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm 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 saying that yes, I'm gonna get excited when things start popping up. Two things that are pretty major in that land popped up this week, dude. Look, it's nothing though. It's just a skeletal silhouette kinda of these two things that are going to be amazing. That's it. Those thoughts of Javier. Are- not necessarily those of Podcateer's podcast. We're, we're still seeing a foundation. I'm not going to get excited about a foundation. Why not? It's like watching the foundation for Disneyland itself being built. Whoever got the opportunity mud? to watch that happen. I'm not going to get excited about had mud. Had been excited, okay? This is the next land that's getting added to this park. Javier at Podcateers.com. Stop that. <laughs> There's no reason to be excited right now. J-A-V-I-E-R. <laughs> At P-O-D. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm sure there's a lot of people that disagree with you. Oh, I'm Once sure. those things went up, I'm uh-huh. sure so many people were excited to see that there's progress mm-hmm. in the land that they've been talking about for some time. And we're all expecting to see open in a few years. You know what I see? Finally. That's all I'm thinking. Finally, I see something the that looks AT-AT's like Star Wars land. have come back <laughs> to Anaheim. Right? Are they supposed to move? Because it doesn't look like they move. I yeah. doubt they're going to move. So the the video that Disney posted looks like the heads are going to move Swivel. left to right. Mm-hmm. Right. But it looks like they're just welded into welded place. Together, right. I mean, I could be wrong. They they could have some kind of you know pivot structure installed there. But it just looks like they're welded in. So I don't know if that was just part of the, the animation to mm-hmm. kind of you know show people what's happening. Right. Uh, but I guess it's, we'll wait to see, but we know that they're going to be a part of a building because they're putting them inside of another structure. Oh, so it looks like it's going to be part of a much larger attraction. Oh, I understand. Okay. Um, so that happened. That was pretty awesome. They also removed a bunch of the scaffolds and a bunch of the scrims from mission breakout. So (laughs) we're slowly starting to see it evolve from the top to the bottom. And I'm going to take Mario's joke and be like, put it back. Put it back. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And I got to tell you, it is everything I dreaded it would be and more. <laughs> exactly, man. You know what my only my only uh, problem with it so far is? I don't know if I mentioned this on an episode, but I know I mentioned it at least to a couple of people, is that it just looks too shiny to me. Like, it needs to look weathered. It has to be in and person. Think, and in photograph, it doesn't come off that way, I think. Oh, it's very shiny in person. And I think I said it to VJ, and he's all like, dude, they're not whoever I mentioned it to, I don't know who I said it to, but their response was, it's not finished. <laughs> just wait until they could. Maybe they're going to weather it a little bit more. You know, they're, they're not done. They're still building it. I know that's not very popular amongst people that were hardcore Tower of Terror fans. But the more that I see from this tower, I'm getting more excited about it opening in a few months. 
Okay. You guys don't feel like that? No. Wow, you guys hate fun. <laughs> Seriously. Look, man. Dude, it's, look. It's hard to get excited about this when they took away something that was better. Look. <laughs> <laughs> right? Thank you. Thank you, Mario. Mario, you are, can, you, are you going to give him another Mario, one of these agrees for 2017? I have to. Look, I'm a fan of macaroni art. Just don't throw it on the Tower of Terror. That's what it looks like to me. I'm sorry. Right. It looks like a macaroni art project. I you know don't it, know where you are getting macaroni art project from, sir. It looks good. Um, I, I I used to agree with that. The mm-hmm. whole macaroni thing. You know what it looks like to me, actually? It looks like uh, uh, the building's under surgery, and it was slit open, and you open it up. You see these <laughs> veins and bones and muscle. It looks... Uh, there you go. It looks yeah. like the anatomy. <laughs> it looks like anatomy. Thank I you. I don't know why that's a bad thing. Um, because the Tower of Terror looked better. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you something that's going to turn you both around on this. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. You're both wrong. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you should be a lawyer, <laughs> right? Meeting adjourned. You're witness. <laughs> lawyer talk, man. That was good. Hashtag lawyer. Yes. <laughs> Look, I know. Like I said, I know you guys are still upset about it. There's tons of people that are still upset about it, but. Right. Uh, if you guys have actually seen the photos or were in the park when they started removing the scrims, let us know what you guys are feeling about this because I'm starting to get more excited about it. But it looks like Waldorf and Statler over here are still angry about the fact that they changed it. You know, write it in the comments of the blog post, uh, Facebook or on Instagram, and give us your thoughts on it. Why am I not old enough to remember one of their lines? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so that was happening. Uh, like we were saying, the 50th anniversary of Pirates was happening. There was an awesome, awesome Pirate Stein that had, like, the skeleton that looked so the cool. wheel. A what? The, uh, a Stein that you oh, can get. Okay. Yeah, that they had for sale as part of the anniversary. Okay. They had uh, yeah. the pin that picture? Mario wanted. Wanted. <laughs> yeah, it sold out, man. Sorry, Everything man. that was part of the anniversary sold out super quick. Uh, VJ had gone early because uh, he was trying to collect as much of this stuff as possible before right. it sold out. And he got to the store to try to get the T-shirts that said I was there for the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. 2017. And he sent me a message. He's like, dude, they have one of these left. Do you want it? Uh, I was like, yeah. how much is it? He's like, it's 30 bucks. I was like, no, I'm good. Really? Yeah, I didn't get it. Oh, wow. This, this was a Stein. That what? is beautiful. I need that. You had right? the opportunity yes. to get one, and you didn't get it. I didn't get it. Uh, Do you understand I that thought... your brother would have bought it from you? Yeah. You just After don't... I said no, Think. and he had left, I thought, no, oh, Mario would have wanted it. How uh... hard would it have been to have called me and been like, dude, there's a Stein for 60 bucks. Do you want it? <laughs> you would have come up $30 richer. <laughs> See, Hazen, you should have been a little more proactive instead of reactive. You know what? I agree with that. Yeah. That should have been something that I should have done. Lesson learned. I'm glad you were able to get that Stein. Oh, wait. You didn't. (laughs) It wasn't the Stein. It was the shirt. Oh, that upsets me even more. But you know what? I do have a bone to pick with the resort. Guys, what happened to this two-per-person structure? I love the way they do that with pins. People were leaving with handfuls of these things. How do you know this? Because I've seen pictures. It was the same thing that happened with the Rose Cups. At the Red Rose Tavern. Oh, that's I not think, nice. I think they did have a two-per-person limit. There was just groups of people going, buying two, and one person was leaving with all Dude, of them. There is a picture of someone leaving with these Rose Cups in a tray they bought that many because, on day one. Be, well, that was day one. 
uh, towards the end of the week, they did have stock again, and uh, they did have a two cup limit per person. They did when they returned. Yeah, so that's for sure. I'm glad that they had a limit, and as far as the signs and everything else, they did have a limit on how many you could purchase. Look, mm. I gotta tell you, and this weekend, all these things were selling out too. But at least I'm happy knowing that someone didn't just like come up with like 30 of these and they're selling right. them somewhere on eBay. That really makes me mad. Yeah, like that is not okay. At least there's a structure put in place, like they did with the Starbucks mugs too. It was two per person, and quantities per day. If they if a certain quantity sold on a certain day, come back tomorrow. That makes sense to me. That's fine. Yeah. Don't let someone walk off with an entire box of these things just because they're willing to pay for it. But what if they have like thirty kids? Two per person. <laughs> <laughs> so then that means that each of those kids can technically buy two, and they'll end up with sixty. Sixty. With 60. <laughs> and that's what I think what was happening, especially with the pins and everything during the pirates uh, collectible items, mm -hmm. that people took you know five to ten people with them. Each one bought two. And one person ended up with a whole bunch of them that they could sell later on on eBay. Mm. And I'm not saying that that's actually what happened. That's what I believe happened if you saw photos of people leaving with more than two. Because Disney did have a limit of two per person. But look, I mean, even at that point, if, if you were willing to gather this army to, like, line up with you and buy these, like, you're your own person, like, right. fine, more power to you. You were able to make this happen. But I highly doubt that they were going to get an entire group of people to buy two per and then give them to this person to carry out in a tray. Yeah. Did the person work there? Maybe they were actually bringing more to stock up. No, they were walking away from the Red Rose Tavern. <laughs> then I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I still didn't get a chance to get one. I was really hoping to get one of the cups for the movie meetup. And, you know, we had the game, the trivia game that mm -hmm. we ended up playing. Congratulations to Ashley. She's at Dole Whip Doll on Instagram if you guys want to go congratulate her on her win. So, yeah, it was a fun time. Again, thank you to everybody. You know, listener Brian was there trying to collect the Stein and the collectible pin and everything. He sent us a little audio clip of his experience trying to collect all of this stuff because a lot of it went on sale on Thursday. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, it, what, we didn't have to wait until Saturday. So he was one of the lucky few that had the chance to go before it officially launched right so let's get away and listen to a little bit about brian's experience cool hey there pocketeers how's it going this is brian a longtime listener of you guys great podcast and i wanted to chime in if i may with my experience of the whole 50th anniversary pirates of the caribbean ride first i'm a huge pirates fan been one since i was a yay little buccaneer and of course my favorite episode was episode 39 of ask matey about the whole history of the ride, which I've heard about a dozen times, and maybe a couple more times Friday. <laughs> so we started driving up Friday to visit a family member. On the way up, I was debating whether or not to get the 50th AP pin for Pirates. My girlfriend convinced me just let's stop, let's grab it so we don't have to worry about grabbing that Saturday and just focus on the Pirate Stein. Grab me one from Pin Traders and then headed off to visit our family member. Saturday, wake up bright and early, trying to get there before rope drop. Believe we're already standing in line around 7.40. We get to about the entrance of Adventureland right before rope drop. And of course, there was a lot of people waiting. So eventually, they dropped the rope. We started heading in and ended up in the mint julep line right about to where Blue Bayou restaurant is at. Half hour later they move that line 
to run from the julep to the right hand side to French Market. We were in line for about three hours and the whole time cast members saying that the cutoff was roughly about where I was at. We eventually get close to the julep bar right to where the gate is at. The cutoff was getting away from me, coming towards me, away towards the whole time. Eventually it, get down, it got down to the nitty gritty. I just barely was a third to last to get the Pirate Stein. I still saw there was a lot of people in line. I guess still trying to see if there were Steins, but I believe that was it. They were sold out throughout the whole park. After that, we went to Pieces of Eight, trying to see if I could exchange my AP pin. The picture of Walton and Adam with Tronic fell out. Try to see if I could exchange it. They were sold out. They said, uh, try the other stores. I decided just to get on Pirates because it wasn't too crazy of a line. Looks like it's the same experience, just probably a couple of touches, different touches that I noticed was shipwreck with the skeleton and with the helm. It looked like that area was a little bit more lighted, looked a little bit more reddish, so you sort of could see the skeleton at the wheel. And of course, when you had the lightning effect, you saw the skeleton as he is. And I think they also added seaweed to the helm. And also I heard that prior to exiting the ride, the little island on the right hand side with that little treasure map of I believe the city it is, uh, they say that it's changed, but I'm not 100% sure. Probably have to ride the ride again to double check. Then after getting off from there, we had reservations for Blue Bayou, which was an awesome experience. The icing on the cake was they were also celebrating their 50th anniversary so we also got the pin of Blue Bayou, which was amazing. We went to Westward Ho, try to see if they have any more AP pins. They were sold out. Star Command, they were also sold out. We went over to Tiki Room, which is becoming my son's favorite. And we saw cast member Maynard, which I think he does an amazing job. I think he puts a little bit of cherry on top of that little great little attraction. After that, we just decided to go home. We just had a, like a long morning and then the crazy lines and <laughs> it took a lot out of me. So we just decided just to drive all the way back home to San Diego. And uh, that was our day. Thanks a lot, Pocketeers, for letting me uh, talk to you about my experience. And I hope uh, you guys enjoyed my little story. Can't wait to hear the next podcast and hopefully see you guys at the parks. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Well, we just want to say Thanks, thank you man. to Brian for cool. sending us that audio clip. If you guys have any experiences you guys would like to share with us, just use the voice recorder app on your phone, and then you can send that audio file to comments at podcasters.com. We can play it in a future episode, um, which, you know, would be cool. Hashtag be like Brian. Hashtag be like Brian. <laughs> I'm surprised he, he didn't use like hashtag be like Javier being like Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was pretty cool and of course the movie meetup we went to go watch beauty and the beast that was an awesome experience just getting a chance to hang out with everybody that was there yes. so i think we have another movie meetup coming up in may okay mm -hmm. you know we'll we'll go ahead and we'll post the details 
and we'll create a new you know graphic and invite and all that good stuff for you guys to know about it in advance i think we're going to do the same thing for the next one like we did for this one where we get together that first weekend that the that the film is released okay that way we are a part of those box office numbers beautiful and hopefully we can all sit together again it was nice we sat in the back but it was cool sitting with our entire group that was pretty awesome wait you guys were there too no Oh, you were there alone. I. It was all your imagination. Oh. Sorry, buddy. No, it's cool, man. I enjoyed it watching by myself. <laughs> so we are going to hear uh, some of Javier's thoughts because, like what? I mentioned earlier in the episode, you didn't tell we me all this. got together. <laughs> yes, I did. We all got together at Tangaroa Terrace after the movie to have drinks and to eat some grub mm. and... Uh, Javier had to leave. So yeah. we're going to hear a little bit about what Javier thought about the film. But before we do that, I do want to mention uh, there's a video that I saw. If I think we've talked about her on the podcast before. I'm pretty sure we have. But there's a YouTuber by the name of Lindsay Sterling. She does an amazing job playing the violin. You know, me personally, mm -hmm. three top instruments. Piano is like my favorite instrument to listen to. The okay. violin is after, and the guitar is third. Hmm. Not that the Calliope? Is... No, not the Calliope. Oh, okay. No, no. That that falls like 20 or 30 uh, on my list. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, she did this Beauty and the Beast medley that was awesome. Uh, I'm going to take the video, and I'm going to throw that up in the blog post for the episode. You'll be able to find that over at podcasters.com slash 144. It's, you know, it's great. She reenacts basically the scenes from Belle, from Gaston, from... Uh, you know, the Beauty and the Beast song when they're dancing, and uh, I don't want to ruin it, but it's a great video. Check it out. Uh, it's going to be in the blog post. I loved it. Yeah, it's worth watching. It's worth listening to. It's yeah. fantastic. All right, Javier. All right. Without further ado, Drum roll. let's move on to our audio from Tangaroa Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I'm kidding. What did you think of the movie, man? So... During the movie, I, I, I wrote down some notes, okay? Um, good stuff and bad stuff. Okay. So let me start with Emma Watson. Javier, I knew yeah. you were going to go there. Okay. Look. Before you start, I do want to say that I've made it very clear that I'm a huge Beauty and the Beast fan. Right. You know, the animated film is my favorite one. I absolutely love this one, but it wasn't without flaws. Right. I will agree with maybe some of the stuff that you're going to have problems with, but Emma Watson is not one of them. No, you're wrong. Man. Here's the thing. Like, when I was watching the movie, I was like, is this Emma Watson or Kristen Stewart? I really couldn't tell because of just her mannerisms, and it, it she had that same face of confusion, you know, very motionless acting. Um, so I'm still not happy that she was Belle. Uh, however, surprisingly, she was better than I expected. Uh, I think there was some scenes where it did lack some emotion. I'm mm -hmm. not going to disagree with okay, that. Good. But she was good. She was okay. I'll give you that. She was okay. Please move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see. Second one. Um, I, I, I think you guys will definitely disagree with this, but I think it had to do a lot with, with some of the music. The movie felt long to me, and I think it just mm. had to do with some of the songs uh, dragged on too long, like uh, Be Our Guest. To me, that just felt so long, too colorful, uh, too much movement for me. 
Um, Did you get a little dizzy? No, no, no dizzy. Just uh, kind of got bored in the middle. Like I really wanted this song to end by then. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a, a portion of that song that I think could have been removed. Not mm-hmm. the entire thing, but there was one section that I just thought eh, the song could have done without that. Mm-hmm. I don't think other than that, maybe, yeah, it was a little too long, but I enjoyed it. Okay. There, but again, a lot of how I feel about this film comes from the bias of I really love the original version. Right. With that said, though, some of what I disliked about this comes from the bias that I love the animated version. Right. Just to that comment, I will agree there was a small part of that song in particular that I think could have been removed and the song would have just been okay. Hmm. The other thing I wanted to bring up was LeFou, his character. Yeah. Uh, a little underwhelming. Like, what happened to this, uh, with the whole media going crazy, there was really nothing to even talk about. Yeah, it was blown out of proportion. You know, I, I people wanted the clicks for their articles. They jumped on the first thing that they thought was true, and it was not true at all. Look, uh, there's going to be some spoilers as we talk about the film in the Tangaroa Terrace segment that you guys are going to listen to in a little bit. But I'll spoil just a little bit for you right now. That happened three times, and they were all underwhelming. They, If you blink, you will not see them. So everything was just blown out of proportion. Right. I think one of my biggest complaints in this movie, uh, which uh, was one of my issues with the whole Harry Potter series, and that's uh, the special effects. I didn't like the way Beast was made. He looked too fake to me. And it just looked like Belle was walking around with a cartoon for the, the majority of the movie. Dude, I agree. He didn't look like any of the other beasts walking around in the city. That's true. <laughs> what did you want him to look like? Uh, like he was actually in the movie. Like there's other movies. Like um, I'll even give you... Not that I saw the movie, really, but what's it called? Um, Pete's Dragon. I think Pete's Dragon looked more realistic than Beast did in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I, I want to comment on that Go before ahead. you say your next thing. Uh, I kind of agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think that we've reached the point in CG where especially rendering hair and stuff like that looks a little more realistic. And some of the facial features that Beast had, and this actually becomes a topic of discussion when we were at Tangaroa Terrace, just the fact that he was too human from the very beginning, Mm -hmm. that he wasn't this, like, beast, right? Mm -hmm. And there was some scenes uh, where you look at his face and it was just too smooth and glossy. It didn't look like he was a hairy beast. He looked kind of too pretty. And It kind of, he was a little too pretty to be a beast, you know? And uh, like I said, we talk about it in the the other segment you guys are going to hear, and I think it was Jesse that brought it up that in the animated film, he basically started off as a beast and the only real human element was his eyes. This beast, his whole face was very human. Right. You know, and I I mentioned that I believe it could have been that during testing, they realized, you know, he's too scary, he's not personable, people aren't connecting with him because he looks a certain way, whatever the case was. Mm-hmm. These are all tests that people run when they're getting ready to release this type of, film and maybe in the special features we'll get a little more insight into that it's hard to say all we're seeing is the final version he could have gone through several 
you know, versions before they arrived at this one. Right. And it could have been because they wanted to give him a little more personality for him to be able to sing, you know, the things that he did in the film and, you know, to connect with Belle because in cartoon form, it's a little easier to believe this story, you know, that a like Belle and the Beast like fall in love, right? Right. But how believable would it have been in quote unquote real life if he fully looked like a wildebeest? Right. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they did it. It's hard to say. But I do get what you're saying. There were some scenes in there that I thought, you know what, his face is a little too smooth. It's not hairy enough. It just he did look too human. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like I said, I think Jesse was the first one to mention that at the meetup, and we all kind of agreed with him. Okay, cool. When B sang Evermore, no, stop right there, dude. No, I have to. No, I have to. Don't you dare say anything bad. Way better than Josh Groban. Okay, I thought you were gonna go somewhere <laughs> negative. <with this>. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Josh Groban, that's pretty negative. <laughs> well, well, okay, yeah, I agree and disagree with it. Okay. And I disagree with it only for the fact that um, part of it felt out of place to me. It felt a little bit more Hunchback of Notre Dame than it did Beauty and the Beast, at least the way that they showed the scenes. The song itself, I really enjoyed it. I walked out of the theater singing this song. I Mm. really liked it. I liked the scene in general, but it did feel a little too Hunchback to me, you know? Right. So. Uh, So let me close it with this. This is probably the greatest live-action Disney movie thus far. Yep. Okay. Totally agreed. Okay, good. <laughs> that that was actually also a, a topic of discussion okay, during good. the Tangaro Terrace thing. Good. I think we all agreed. My comment about that was that every other live-action thing that we've seen so far, they've had the, the main story there, but it didn't feel like an adaptation of the animated feature. Right. And okay. this one felt like it was a direct adaptation of the original version because it had the songs almost in the exact same places where you expected to hear them. In general, everything that you wanted to see and a little more was there. Yep. And I think that's why it felt so familiar to me. There was a couple things that I could have done without, you know, just uh, again with the beast looking a little bit more human than, mm-hmm. you know, beastly and stuff. Uh, and then there was just a couple of like cheesy lines, especially at the end between some of the characters that I just thought, really, that happened right now? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in general, I really enjoyed the film. I will agree that by far this is the best live action adaptation that Disney has done to date. Right. And I think they just raised the bar on themselves as to what's expected when the next set of these come out. Mm-hmm. You know, the next one is Mulan. It it better remind us of Mulan, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Aladdin. Is it Aladdin? I think so. Well, regardless of which one it is, whatever the next film is uh-huh. that Disney releases, it better remind us of the animated yeah, right. film. Because they've I'm now ho- set a precedent. Yes, that's what I'm hoping for Dumbo. Like... Uh, it's one of my favorite childhood movies, and I really need them to nail this one. All right. Yeah. I want his review first once this movie comes out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us in this portion of the podcast. We are going to go ahead and jump over to the audio recording that we did at Tangaroa Terrace for you guys to enjoy if you guys were not at the meetup. So before we wrap up, we just want to remind you guys that Podcateers is brought to you by listeners just like you. 
And if you guys want to become one of our fairy godparents like others have already, you can do so for as little as $1 billion a month. Billion this time. <laughs> by going over to <laughs> patreon.com slash podcateers or by going to podcateers.com and clicking on the Patreon logo. All the information will be there. A little bit more information on how you can sign up. Uh, every little bit helps, and we appreciate every single one of you uh, helping us in that form. Another great way you can help us out is by heading over to Amazon. Amazon. You, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> what just <laughs> happened? <laughs> Beast? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by heading into you threw me off. <laughs> heading over to podcasters.com slash Amazon, Amazon before you make your next purchase. Uh, that by clicking on the big Amazon button. Amazon. That's I need to stop saying that now. <laughs> <laughs> by clicking on the big AMZ button. Amazon. <laughs> oh, didn't say it. Uh, you'll get over. You'll get sent over to their website using our special link. Any purchase that you make will kick us down with a small commission that helps us out at the end of the month as well. So to everybody that's doing that now, we really appreciate the added support and thank you guys. Amazon. Okay, that was one. Wait, that was just an extra one. Yeah. AMZ. That was a freebie. <laughs> that was a freebie right there. <laughs> All right, guys. If you want to find us on the social networks, remember that you can find us over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and on YouTube. Just search for Podcateers. If you guys are on any of those, just make sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us, tell your friends, and take their phones and subscribe them to the podcast so that they can also listen to us. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Anything else from you guys before we hop into the other audio segments? I think I'm good. Popcorn. Popcorn? Popcorn. All right. We'll get popcorn. All right, guys. We're going to get popcorn. You guys listen to this audio. Until next week, here's to Beers, Cheers, and Mickey Ears. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Peace out. We say that in the recording. I know. I just realized <laughs> that. Oh. Yeah, you get it twice this week. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy, guys. <laughs> To the latest Pocketeers movie meetup, everybody. Thank you guys for meeting us at Tangaroa Terrace. Oh, thank How you are you thank all you doing? <laughs> all right, so let's let's go around the table. Mario, we know who you are. Paul. Denise. I'm David. Lloyda. Hilary. Melissa. Lynette. Me. Ashley. Jesse. Mario, because you got to introduce yourself. <laughs> no, I said me. That's there's different. Okay, me. Oh, I'm sorry. So Javier could not join us today He actually had a family thing to attend to So everybody send him your love Mm. I'm having fries (laughs) Yeah, that's probably where he is He can, I have his Blu-rays I'm holding his Blu-rays hostage Till he gives Mario his Harry Potter wins back Alright, so we just left the AMC at Downtown Disney because we just got together to watch Beauty and the Beast together. Alright, initial thoughts, everybody. What do you guys think? Seven thumbs up. Se- Loved it. Seven yeah. thumbs up? Yeah, I'm special. Are they all your thumbs? <laughs> no. Bacon cheeseburger. Bacon cheeseburger, that's mine. Sorry, we're, we're getting our food right now. Thank you, sir. Welcome. Appreciate it. Weinberg. Wee! And now I'm going to do one of everyone's favorite things for us to do on the podcast, chew, while I'm talking. Best sound ever. All right, so you guys enjoyed Beauty and the Beast. <clears throat> Let's go around the table, excluding you. Let's go on to Paul. Uh, a few thoughts. 
I thought it was fantastic. They did a great job. One viewing, I think it's the best live uh, movie Marvel has made. So it was great. Right. I love Emma Watson. I didn't know if I'd be able to get over her in non-Harry Potter world, but she rocked it as well. Awesome. I agree. I think it was a great movie. I, I didn't. I wasn't in love with the fact that uh, Emma Watson played Belle, but overall, I think it was a great movie. You hear that, Jesse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still not my Belle. <laughs> I think it was great, but all I want to know is what was up with the dress. Oh, yeah. Stuck in her waist. Yes. For half the movie. Can we hear Melissa? No. After seeing it twice, after seeing it twice, um, I actually cried twice. I cried more. And my one concern, I was telling Mario, and I'm gonna, I saved it for now, is that just like Denise, I was worried that I was going to see Hermione as Belle, not Emma as Belle. Mm. And for me to see her do her thing, she's saying, I don't care if people say, oh, she was she used auto-tune. Doesn't matter. She's saying she doesn't do musicals, and I give that girl props. Yeah, I have a comment on that in a bit, so yes. we'll keep going. Okay. Quick thoughts? I just loved it. It was just like the animated feature, but more, if that makes sense. So um, I think I have appreciation for this movie more than the animated movie. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Sorry I break it to you. I thought the I have to give them props with the animation and special effects. It didn't look corny. I thought it was gonna be so hard to believe that actual cups were talking and singing and it not look separate from everything else. I also have a comment on that. <laughs> Jesse? Being a huge fan of the original, I thought I was gonna be like not enjoy it right, right, as much, but yeah, it was really good. It's still not perfect, it's a lot it has issues. It can't beat the original. The original executed a lot of things perfectly that this one tried. All right. But overall, though, really good movie. All right. And I, I might agree with uh, uh, Paul. But with Paul, that uh, it might be the best uh, live action in all the Disney animated films. You know, I'm going to have my reservations. And that's why I waited till last. But, but for now, I do want to say uh, just growing up, just loving all Disney animation in general. Like, I, I'm always going to side with the animated version, but I love this movie. It was fantastic. It was everything I've been looking for in a live-action remake that Disney has done thus far. Okay? I was always on board with Emma Watson playing Belle. Watching it, I know they made the right choice. I stand by that. Cool. So, Beauty and the Beast uh, has a special place in my heart, as you guys all know. Now, uh, as far as this one is concerned... Uh, I will agree that this is probably my favorite of all of the live-action remakes that they've done so far. And I think it's my favorite because uh, there was a lot of key points that they translated directly from the animated version into the live-action one. One of the biggest issues that I had with Cinderella was that there was no songs that I was familiar with. And as much as that film was enjoyed by many people, my wife included... I could not get on board with that film. It just didn't seem like Cinderella. This felt like a direct translation of, excluding the additional songs that were a part of the film, it really felt like it was a direct translation from the animated feature into the live action feature. Uh, any thoughts about the new songs that you guys heard in this one? I actually preferred the new songs over the reimaginations and re 
arrangements of the older songs. I because I grew up singing the original songs to hear Emma Watson cut her notes short and I, things that I knew should have been carried through for the emotion. It was like being on the edge of seeing something great and then it died. I think there was a few parts where I felt like that too, but I think it goes back to what Melissa was saying that, you know, Emma Watson's not a classically trained performer right. in that sense. You know, she's not a Broadway performer. She, she doesn't really sing. And the fact that she went out of her comfort zone to do that for this film speaks uh, volumes as to how committed she was to the part. Was there auto-tune? Hell yeah, there was. But they did a really good job of covering it up and her really sticking to the performance that she was trying to portray. I think from the very beginning, though, the music felt a little weak to me. That very first number that they did was possibly my least favorite song in the entire film. It just didn't seem like it was like, yeah, let's get this movie started. Let's go for it. It just kind of felt flat for me. Anybody else feel like that about that song? Or was there any that you guys thought felt flat? This song. Really? I didn't. His song I, I did not like. I am so glad she said that. Because I was going to say, with me, it was backwards. Yep, me too. I, as much as you're right, they didn't deliver on like the original animated film did. I feel like the new ones, if I was listening to them separate, from away from the movie, you were right. They were impressive. We heard it on an episode. Huh? But now watching it in this scene, it did fall flat. There was zero emotion to what was happening at that moment. Mm -hmm. I wasn't on board. And in fact, funny enough, at the beginning, when Belle's father is just singing this very, like, it's not even this big performance, but there was yeah. more passion behind what he was saying there than what Beast was doing in this moment. I agree. That, that small part in, in the movie... Uh, really got to me. I think when you when you hear the emotion that he's using to sing that little snippet, like as a father, I, I can't speak outside of anybody else's room, but as a father listening to that piece, I got. I mean, I had an allergic uh, allergic reaction while I was sitting there. There must have been like pollen or something. It must have been the roses. It must have been the roses or something because I I kind of. But you guys know what I mean. But yeah. That, that piece, I think, was a, a little better. Uh, it, this kind of goes to what Jesse and I were talking about before we started recording. Do you want to comment on the Beast and what he looked like again? Yeah, I, I felt the Beast just, uh, for me, were too human. I mean, the, in the original, even the fairy tales, in the original like creation of him in the animated film, he had to look more animal. The only thing that did not look, wasn't supposed to be an animal, was his eyes. That, that had to be the human element. And in this one, I felt his face... I almost want to be like Javier and be like, you look like a puppy. That's exaggerating. That's exaggerating, That's exaggerating but I, I felt he should have more defining features that made him more animalistic. I think some people want to make him human to, I, I don't know, just so he can, people can relate to him more, but I'm like, that's the point. You're not supposed to. He's more, like if you watch the original, he's an animal on all fours. And by the end, he's, he's dancing with Bell and then he becomes a human officer. Now, Melissa sounds like she has an argument over here. I do. I do. Um, I think Beast is more relatable. I... against the character. Well, okay, but I'm not comparing it to the original. No, no I'm comparing it to the fairy tale in general. Okay, but we're talking about the Beast here. And this what I'm seeing. I saw so much more personality, not just a solid Beast, because he's just an animal, blah, 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 from the first one, which I truly love. I do. I love my Disney movies, especially the classics and whatnot. But Beast here, you know, 
he was talking about Romeo and Juliet and how disgusting it was and blah blah blah. Like he was trying to talk to her and it showed a different side of him, which I truly appreciated because we got to see like more dots connected. That's how I took it for these. I didn't mean already, but the, just saying. The reason I wanted to be more an animal, because it's not just an out transformation, it's from the it's within as well. He transforms, not just, right. you know. And I felt this one, like, you're acting too human, too quick. I felt, I don't want to say it was forced, that's, that's uh, too harsh, but I felt like we should, maybe, because I was telling Hazen, maybe they should make this into an extended version, so we can yeah. see some of that stuff, you know, add yeah. it. <laughs> I would watch that, of course. Ashley's shaking her head over here. What do you have to say about that? I remember the animated being that it was so hard to get him to not be the beast. But it did seem like just her presence, just from the beginning, instantly started humanizing. Okay. So one of the comments that I made to Jesse while everybody was getting their drinks and food was that we don't know what transformations the final beast that came in the film looked like. For all we know, once the special features come out on the Blu-ray, which by the way, Disney, make this pre-order available like yesterday because I need to pre-order this. I need this movie. Uh, we don't know what he looked like. He could have been a scarier thing, like a scarier creature, and after showing it to people, they maybe felt that he wasn't relatable. Maybe they felt that he was too much of a beast, and the idea of this animal and this girl was just what is happening on screen right now. So maybe they made him more like a human, you know, because they needed him to be a little more human. No, I mean, that's absolutely what it is. I mean, if you think about it, this is... The next generation is watching this in this version instead of the animated one that we watched when we were kids. You know, it's easy for us to understand that something cartoon is going to look that animal and compared to a human, she is going to, like, get along. But I think if we make this thing look a lot more scary for the next generation, for the younger kids, it's going to be more impossible to watch. It's not going to be that easy to relate these two characters in this live-action version. It's just kind of... I think they did a good job doing what they did. They had to. They had to come back. Right. <laughs> Any other comments on the appearance Actually, of the beast? Actually, I agree with Jesse with what he's saying now. The transformation of the beast is also something within. How he turns dark after you know, his life gets turned upside down. I'm not necessarily agreeing so much that he should be more animalistic. I, I get what you guys are saying where he needs to be related when not as offensive to kids. But maybe if they would have made him walk around a little bit, maybe like in all fours, just like the animated classic did a bit, you'd see more of that transformation instead of him just being introduced and already walking on two legs. And you, it's almost like you feel sorry for himself as opposed to, I got this anger in me because of what happened to him. That's, that's a good observation. That's how yeah. I always felt. Like he's accepting it. Yeah, and that that was the one that pulls him out. You know, it's he's almost in like a dark place. He like lost he gave himself. up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it exactly. almost felt like he just gave up on life. He's like, and he's like, like yeah, yeah, whatever. Now, so. It is what it is at this point. Yeah. That's all he knew for the longest time. Yeah, they but shut him off from everyone. But that's not how it was in the animated feature. In the animated feature, and it was a weird shift because, you know, thinking about that part in particular, in in the animated version, the beast was a strong one. He was confident. He was you know ready to take on whatever. In this one, they made the Belle character a lot more crafty. She was a lot more independent. When she made the little washing machine, 
That wasn't part of the original film. What did you guys think of that addition? I loved it. <laughs> wasn't her father the inventor? Yes, yes. exactly. Well, now exactly. in this one, she's the inventor, but it's so understated. She's just practical and can think of things that no one else does. And that was never something that was part of the original animated film, which was a little refreshing to see because they added a little bit more dimension to the Belle character. And I personally like that they finally addressed the where's Belle's mom issue. You know, they never did that in the animated feature. As far as the backstory for the mom, what did you guys think? Did it fit the context of the film? Did you guys like how it all fit in? I could have done without it. Really? I, I liked it. I, like, I kind of agree with you two. It, it didn't need it, but it was nice to have it. Like, I think you could have watched it without it. No, I disagree. I think that that was one thing that drew them together. Is Beast lost his mom, and Belle lost her mom. And I think when he took her on the trip, you know, say, open the book and think of your place, it added so much more levels of meaning on yep. how, like, why the romance started and all that stuff. That's exactly how I took it, especially since it came so close after his little song when they showed him being taken away as a child. So that, that's awesome. That's exactly how I felt about it. Um, any other comments on that before we move on? I know with me, it's like, it's it's that plus a lot of other subtle things as you're watching the movie that really play to this thing being time appropriate. Just the era that this comes from, it's little things like that that just thrown in. It just kind of makes sense with the age of it. You know? Like, I think it's fitting just for that reason. Like, this stuff was going on during this era, you know? It's like, why not integrate it into the movie? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, speaking of things that are time appropriate, uh, what did you guys think of LeFou? Yeah! So there was a lot of controversy. You guys know we talked about it a couple of episodes ago. Uh, There was a huge controversy about LeFou and this, you know, same-sex scene that was happening. Uh, People went up in a tizzy. There was all sorts of articles all over the internet. It broke the internet for like 30 seconds. Because people just wanted to jump on the bandwagon of what this article originally stated. One, we finally saw the scene, and it was what three seconds of the movie, if, literally, if right? That. Like three if or that. four seconds, maybe. Uh, there was other, you know, uh, things that happened. I think, honestly, when the three, which I thought were pirates, by the way, they just looked like pirates to me. <laughs> they didn't. They look like pirates. Like the pseudo henchmen? Yeah. No, the three. Yeah. Yeah. They just look like, like the ones with really good hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's something that happens with them in particular, and one of them that just, it seemed like, I, I don't want to use the term worse, but I think it would have been, uh, it's more stated than what happened with LeFou. And so why people didn't even bring that up was beyond me. I think it's just the fact that it was just Gad, this is the guy's playing yeah. Olaf. You know, so uh, thoughts. I think what you're saying is right. Just because it's one of the main characters, because it's LeFou, they think, oh, that they're going to give them a specific scene. And they just, they assume. They assume. So I'm kind of glad they only mentioned that. Just him and not the other thing. I mean, if you didn't pay attention, you could have blinked and not seen LeFou was, you know, Mm -hmm. But that was the case for both scenes, though. Like, they happened so quickly that if you blinked in either case, you wouldn't have seen it. I think it added a lot of dimension to the film because, I mean, let's face it, 
in those times, there was stuff like that going on. And since then, there is still stuff like that going on. And can we just acknowledge that it happens in this world and not be angry about it? And can we just say, just love, people? But to piggyback on what Melissa said, you know, I I was, um, forget where I was at, but this, um, the Beauty and the Beast, um, they were arguing about that or they were commenting. And this gentleman said, well, what do you think about that? I was like, well, I don't know who addressed it because, like I said, it's very smooth scene. But I don't know if maybe Disney addressed it to be like, hey, this is where we're heading or this is where we're going. Because I told him, I don't understand why nobody made a big scene um, or a big fuss in Frozen when yeah. the guy, you know, and it was the same seconds, the same yeah. thing. If you would have blinked, you wouldn't have caught it. So I'm like, how come nobody made a big deal? Because nobody said anything. You know, yeah. So, it, it just cool. felt like clickbait. That's all it felt like. It Thank just you. Felt like somebody Why not bring it up when it was the animated version? Yeah. All those signs were there when it was animated. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is, I'm sorry, marketing. Yeah. It created so much excitement, everyone wanted to see it. Malaysia removed those three seconds. Seriously? Oh, removed really? those three seconds. It was that big of a deal. But all that oh. does is create more excitement. And more excitement means more people go to pay to see that movie. Absolutely. Because wow. what's the difference? All those signs were there in the animated. But it's such a big part of our culture yeah. that anything that creates any excitement, they're going to market on. Yeah. You know, uh, recently there was this huge thing. We didn't get a chance to talk about it on the podcast. We talked about it off about how Facebook has finally begun to filter out fake news and filter out some of these stories that just don't need to be at the top of everybody's feed anymore. And I think... I've been very careful about what I what I click on and what things I like so that those things don't appear in my feed. And ultimately, that never appeared in mine. I was so happy about that. Uh, I I heard it because I have other apps that, you know, give me news and stuff like that. That's how I found out about it. And then Mario and Javier brought it to to my attention too. I just thought this is dumb. Why are we even talking about this? Like again, Love. Why is that such a difficult concept to accept? It's 2017. Some people are close minded. That is what it is. Ah, I have to say, I, I had frustrating. Props, I thought props for Disney because I thought they did it in a really playful, as like non scary way. Like it was lighthearted. So when yeah. you do have these close minded people, unfortunately, I feel like they it was just kind of seamlessly plugged in. It's like all the little other side plots. So yeah. it wasn't well, in your face. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was like more natural. natural. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I love that they had biracial stuff going on too. I think just, you know, they're just, again, commenting on like the time and age of 11. So that was I like that they did it. If I can branch off a little bit off of what we're talking about now. It just clicked when we were talking about Belle earlier and how she did the invention of the washing machine, how that wasn't included in the animated version. Right now we have a big women's empowerment movement, and so that might be Disney's subtle way of saying, you don't need to always be the damsel in the sports, you need to save it. You can do things on your own to kind of push forward the whole women's empowerment movement. I like, I like that they're actually observing it from that point of view, because if you think about it, that's what the Disney Renaissance was supposed to do anyways. You know, it gave all of these women that power, you know, Mulan, Ariel, Belle, things like that. But I I think in a certain way, you don't really approach it from another point of view it's supposed to be. Don't get me wrong, Belle was still that very strong, educated character. 
But what does education get you? What does reading books do for you? And that's what this movie displayed. Right. And that's what I like. That we see it from this point of view, instead of just describing her as this very educated, aware woman in that day and age. Alright, well, I think we can all agree that the movie was fantastic. Except for Jesse. He still hates it. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take the part of Javier for today? Oh, no. No, what? that's horrible. I'm glad you said no. <laughs> I did ask Javier, though, because at the end of the movie, um, Belle asked... Do you want to do it in Javier's voice? No. 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 Sorry. I, my I asked him, I said, do you do you like this beauty? Because, of course, of what he's been referencing. Did you call her beauty? Just she, for him. Or were you, oh, for you, you, him. Were, you were trying to speak, Javier. Yes. Oh, got it. Okay. And he said, he gave me a look. He didn't really answer my question, so you guys want to probably ask him next week. I said, do you like her now? Because she actually asked the, the beast to grow a beard once he was human. And yeah. he just had a chuckle. He didn't really say it. I was like, she's more relatable to your favorite type of person. That's interesting. Ironically, because his favorite Disney princess is Ariel. Did I just out him? Has he ever said that? I don't think he has. No, well, I just outed him. Ariel's his favorite. I think he mentioned it in episode one. Did he? Yes. Oh, that's probably as far back as it's happened. All right, well, again, I think we've come to a consensus that this was a great film. I think they did a really good job translating it, uh, like I said earlier. Uh, the way that they just m took a lot of the elements, like the music, and they integrated it into this version, uh, I think they did a wonderful job. Jesse said it earlier, the movie's not perfect. It does have a lot of flaws, and I think we can nitpick it all we want. But as a whole... Uh, I, I've said it before, I'm not the type of person to just watch a movie over and over and over. This one, I want to watch over and over. Yeah, I, I want to watch it again. And like I said, I, I want this pre-order to become available as soon as possible. One, because I want to be able to watch it whenever on my phone at work. I mean, whenever I time's available. Uh, and I want to see the special features that they're going to include, uh, especially if there was different versions of the Beast that, you know, before the they came scenes. to this one. Yeah, and the deleted scenes. Because uh, Jesse also commented earlier about how he didn't see a lot of interaction between the Beast and Belle. In the beginning, he, I wanted more. Yeah, he wanted so more he to, to see more that connection, there. right? And maybe there was, but, you know, like we said... They added three new songs, and the addition of that additional 12 to 15 minutes, you got to take other stuff out, and you don't want the, the thing to drag. So, uh, any closing comments before we wrap up for today? Let's go around in a circle, then out of 10, what would you guys give it? Let's give it Beast Paws. I know that's weird, because technically he only has four, but let's, okay, out of four Beast Paws, is that okay? Or Enchanted okay. Rosen? <laughs> oh, or should uh, we go Enchanted 10 Petals? Ten rose petals. Okay. All right, let's go. So, out of ten rose petals, Paul. Solid eight and a half. Eight and a half because of the teacup. Ooh, okay. Seven rose petals. Seven. Wow. I'm going with seven. I'm kind of disappointed. I was like, seven? Like, it's a ten. Eleven. Eleven. Twenty-four. Ten. Give it a nine. Oh, good for you. The the little subtleties that I had to complain about weren't enough, so I'm going to give it a 9. All right. So with my 24, it averaged to like a 9.5. <laughs> Don't quote me on the math. 
But that's where we're going to end it. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you all for joining us for the movie meetup. We're going to hang out. We're going to eat some food. We're going to have some drinks. Probably hit up the park for a little while after we are done. We're going to play a little game in a bit to see who wins this Beast Funko that's sitting right in front of me. You guys all want to help sign up? All right. So, here we go. So, until next week, here is to... Beers, cheers, and Mickey ears. Have a fantastic week, everybody.